Hello, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jesse Plants. Thank you for tuning into the broadcast today. I hope you've been enjoying what we've been showing you for the last two weeks, my testimony of heaven, part one, part two. Now, this is part three. Are you ready to take a journey to a place you've been wanting to go all your life? We're going to talk about paradise. We're going to talk about the New Jerusalem. Wonderful, wonderful things that are going on. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal thing. And I'm going to tell you something. you got to go to heaven. And the only way you're going to get there, bless God, is if you know Jesus Christ as Lord. I'll just be honest with you. Heaven's like a planet. See what I'm saying? It is it's that big. It is such a blessing. So let's go into part three of my testimony of heaven. You're going to be blessed. Call friends. Tell them to turn the television. Watch this and be blessed. As I'm walking, I'm running into horses. You talk, Lori, you ain't seen horses like that. My God. What's so wonderful about the animals, you can hear them think. They can talk to you. You can talk to them. Cats. I saw cats. Little ones. Big cats. Lions. Tigers. Horses. Dogs. Now, I ain't saying your dog went to heaven. I'm just saying I saw dogs. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I can't I, don't put some words in my mouth. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. But I, I mean, animal. And I, I just looked at one horse, and he, and he just looked at me, and I could hear him thinking. And he said this, thanks for coming. I said, where's that white horse that Jesus? I didn't see it, but I wanted to because I love horses. I think they're just beautiful animals. I mean, all over, lambs and lions playing, like it says in the Bible, just playing around. And you see the little babies and those children. They would run up to Jesus and he would hug them. They would hug him. It was amazing. He said, we got to move you faster. I said, okay. He said, we'll come back. So as I began to walk, you know, I began to get to that throne. I really began to get weak there. Oh, man. So I held on to that angel's arm. I mean, I'm doing this. And he said, eat this. I said, I hope you got a lot of fruit in there, man. I said, this is, and I would, you know. And when I walked in it, it was like millions of people standing before that throne. And I heard this. And that's God's sound. The Father, that's energy. That's power. I cannot. I don't know how to explain that. Such power and smoke. And there was these angels, cherubims, at least 30 foot tall with a 30 foot wing spread. But the one, and that's big, but the ones that blew me away was those seraphims with the three, with the six wings. And they put the wings over their, um, uh, their feet. I said, what, why? He said, they go as messengers, like God sends them. And they don't want, if they have to have a dust on their feet, they cannot approach God. And those cherubims begin to fly around that throne. I bit the dust. I hit the ground. I couldn't stand them no more. And I'm trying to look. And I hear, and I'm hearing, holy, 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 the great God Jehovah. Amen. I'm looking at it and I grab it, I begin to kind of get strength and the power. And out of that fog and that power comes Jesus Christ in human form. And he came out just like this. I saw the difference between the Father and the Son. But I saw Jesus, he'd talk and then he'd turn around. They can't stay away from each other very long. He'd go back into that smoke. Man, 
hand and you hear power, boy, just like if, 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 if the father would just move a fingernail, just annihilate a universe, just such power. And then he'd come up. And I always thought of Jesus as a teacher. You know, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. That's wrong. Now, he can do that. He came out of there, and there was thousands, of, millions, actually. And he went, I'm going to get your brothers. I'm going to get your sisters. I'm going to get your family. Let me tell you what I thought of. I thought, my God, he's like R.W. Schambach. He can preach. He's a a preacher. R.W. Schambach was very dear to me. And I don't know if y'all know who he was, but that's a powerful man. He's in heaven today. I mean, preaching up a storm. People falling out. I saw where the 24 elders were, but they were not in their chairs. I said, where the elders? He said, they're in the city. Then Patty, we're servants here, Jesse. We're servants here. Everybody said, what can I do for you instead of you trying to do something for them? And I thought, my God, the only other seats that are on that throne is where humans sit. Angels don't sit. They stand at attention because they're servants. We're sons and daughters. Okay. I mean, it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. And I'm just trying to grasp it. And I saw God, the, that, like the hand of God. This is the Father. And, and I was trying. And watch my finger here if I can get this, if you can get a good shot of this. Now, them angels, you know why they say holy, holy? They've been doing that for trillions and trillions of years. And every time they make a circle around the throne, they see a side of God they've never seen before. And they proclaim, holy, 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 the great God Jehovah. Now watch my finger. And I, so I'm, I'm like this man. Like, and he did this. And when he did, one of them angels, bam, just blew him up against the wall. Didn't hurt him. Just bam. And I thought, my God, if this father just moves the wrong way, it's over. <laughs> this creator. So I understand the Trinity because I saw the father. But I couldn't look into the brightness, but I could just barely, you know, I saw the son Jesus. Now I could hold him. And I asked the stupidest question anybody could ever ask in heaven on the floor. The angel said, I said, where's the Holy Spirit? Because, you know, I want to understand the Trinity and the natural. And he said, he's on the earth. I said, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I felt so stupid. Why would you ask such a stupid question? You idiot. You know. I met a family as I was going toward the throne that was killed in an airplane accident. There were six of them. And they said, hey, Jesse. I said, y'all know me? We know everybody here. I said, what y'all doing? They said, we're going on a picnic in paradise. You want to go? I said, yeah. The angel said, you can't. You, 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 you've got to do this. You've got to do that. They said, well, when you get back, we'll go, we'll go on a picnic. He said, I said, Okay. He said, I will remember. I said, I will too. They just playing. And I saw him like a husband and wife thing. And I asked the question, George. I said, uh, you know, I always kind of heard that you don't live together. You know, that you know, the body and the bride of Christ, you know. You. He said, oh, no, you can't. Yeah. He said, yeah, you know your wife. You know her. You can live together. He said, but it's not like the way you think. It's so much higher than that. He said, Jesse, we are covenant family, all of us. And I thought, so you'll be with Randy. Yeah, but higher than ever your marriage was, much greater. 
So I, I'm, I'm hearing all these things and I'm listening to him preach. I said, my God, man, listen. And I just wanted to stay there. People, when he would preach, they'd fall out by the hundreds of thousands. Even in their spirit bodies, bam, they would hit the ground. It was the most amazing thing. I'm just looking and I'm just laying flat, man. And he's feeding me fruit. I got juice running down my cheek and everything. But when I would bite, I could feel like a surge of strength would come so I could withstand the glory of God. I knew if I tried to stand up and look in, into the Father, like Moses said, you can't, I, I'd have died. I, I, I know it. I, now, I didn't meet Moses, but I saw him afar off. He's a very big man. And I noticed his clothes, all them patriarchs. You ought to see that robe they got. You can tell the distinct different things. And, uh, and so the people will find, they all want to get to their throne to get around God himself. And I, I was looking around and I thought, hmm. I asked the angel, I said, why can't Jesus and the Father be apart very long? He said, love, love. He said, remember what which I just told you. He said, when we go out to the city, he said, I want you to remember what you asked me. I said, okay. You know, and, and I'm just looking and I just couldn't. And, and, and I wanted to repent, but I didn't have nothing to repent because it doesn't exist. Now, in my mind, I could remember stuff. They don't remember anything. It's washed away, never to be remembered again. There's nothing. You don't hear repenting in heaven. It doesn't exist at all. There's people there you never thought were there. Now, I'm probably going to get some headache on this. But the Lord said I could say it. I saw President John Fitzgerald Kennedy. I saw him. I said, that's the President of the United States. He said, the great God Jehovah has been merciful. I knew not to ask another question. Now, I don't know what that meant. Now, I know somebody's going to get mad at me about that, but I'm sorry. I'm just telling you what I saw. I've never revealed that till tonight. Because I thought, who would believe me? And what good would it do? I asked the Apostle Paul, was you married? Some people think you had a son. You know what he said? <laughs> he said, the reason why I didn't put any of that in there, what good would that do? I want people to recognize the message. He said, that's why you don't know nothing about Jesus from he's 12 till he's 30. What good would that do you? You need to hear and be witness to his message and what's going on. And I went, oh, yeah, I got that. Okay, I understand. I just wanted to know. He just smiled at me. I wasn't giving up. I said, I won't tell nobody if you tell me. <laughs> he did the same thing you did. He just laughed. He didn't say nothing. I don't know. Maybe you can ask him when you get there. But I wanted to know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just nosy. There's so many things I could, I could go for hours, the different little things. But as I begin to just look, I had accomplished that. He said, we need to walk out again. I'm going to take you to your home. And King David was bringing me around. So we were talking. He's a very fine man. And I ran into Jonah. And I went down the street of the prophets. I know where Brother Hagin's living. CJ, I know the houses he's in. They look like St. Charles Street in New Orleans and Manhattan back in the 1800s where they had block mansions. 
And if it's the only city left in the United States that has block mansions is the city of New Orleans. For you that travel, if you want to say, it's on St. Charles Street, they call it the Garden District. Go down there, every block is covered with a mansion. And that's where the prophets live and the patriarchs. It's amazing to see that. And I asked Jonah, I said, hey. He said, hey, Jesse. I said, how you doing? He said, I'm doing fine. I said, I want to ask you a question. Yes. I said, how did it feel to be in that fish? I thought that was a viable question. I didn't know if it was a whale, fish, whatever. He said, Jesse, you're focusing on the wrong thing. I was in disobedience. He didn't say nothing, Kevin, about the fish. He didn't say a thing. He said, I was in disobedience. He said, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking how I was breathing, living. I was thinking, you idiot. You're in disobedience. And if I ever get out of here, I am going to do what God told me to do. But, you know, he even got mad after God told him to do it because, you know, God was merciful. See, some of you don't think JFK could be there when none of the people from Nineveh should have been there neither. But God was merciful. The Ninevites, they repented. JFK repented. Now, what he done, I don't know. That's none of my business. I saw him. He didn't have a robe on. He had a gown. But you knew who it was. And the other people, I passed this building. It was a huge building. I said, I'd like to go in there on the way to my house. He said, you're not allowed to go in there. You can't see what's in there. And I knew CJ immediately that I don't ask that question no more. I still don't know what's in that building, but it was huge. It looked like the Pentagon. You know how big that building is? Not a Pentagon per se like the Pentagon, but that big, that size of a building. Huge. I don't know what's in there. And at the throne, I saw something I'll never forget as long as I live. In the smoke, I saw babies coming out. They had the ability to fly. And they had, Charlie, they had little nightgowns on. That's the only way I can say that. And I said, what is that? He said, that's the thoughts of God. I said, what? He said, that's the thoughts of God. When God thinks, he thinks children. And I could hear the little voices said, would you make me a spirit? Would you make me a spirit? See, the soul is the mind, the will, and the emotion, the thoughts. And God would go, you could see him just leaving the breath of God. Now, I couldn't because the thought, you'd see him come out the phone. And they were placed into, became a living spirit and was placed in the womb. So, if you've had an abortion or you've had a miscarriage, your babies are alive. They're alive. And listen to me. If you recently had a miscarriage or whatever and you don't live much longer, let's say you pass away, you teach your children the oracle of God. You. They can't wait to see their parents. They can't wait to see their mother and father. Now, if you wait a long time, there are people teaching them, you know, as you grow older, then they, they, they grow faster than a normal child, like this, these sweet girls, but, but they're being taught the oracle of God. But let's say you had a miscarriage four years ago, five years ago, and you went home to be with the Lord or something like that. You would teach your own child the oracle of God. And they're waiting to see you. 
Now, when he breathes, life takes place. When I saw my mother breathe her last breath, God brought me to my attention of Adam. He said, when I breathed into his nostrils, he became a living spirit, lives. When someone dies, you see him do this. God is this close to their face. And he receives that breath back into the giver of life. Do you realize that the first close encounter with God came through Adam? Adam was the first man to see Jehovah face to face and live. My God, God was that close to Adam and he breathed the breath of life into him. Woo! And God wants to get close to us all the time. You know, many people say, I, I would like to know God more. You know how you do that? Fellowship, not just relationship. Yes, it's wonderful. You gotta be born again, no other, no other choice, but you gotta go beyond that. So you have to start having conversation with the Lord. Yes, prayer and, and go into your closet and pray and ask the Lord for whatever, but then just sit there sometimes and just let the Lord speak to you and you speak to him. And you may get on all kinds of subjects that are not Bible subjects. That's the kind of God we have. We got a God that's interested in everything we do. My Lord, what a blessing. You, you just got to meet Jesus. Man, if you don't know the Lord, then just a minute, I'm going to lead you in a prayer so you can, so you can understand what I'm talking about. You know, I get a lot of questions all the time about what I saw in heaven. I'm going to answer a couple here and now, okay? And uh, so here we go. Here's a question from a lady named Judith. She says, Brother Jesse, did you see any different animals than the ones that are here on earth? Judith, I did, but I cannot describe them to you because I don't know what they were. But I did see lions. I saw horses. I saw dogs. I saw cats. Now, but there were some animals. I don't know what they were, but they sure was pretty. They were nice. So I wish I could... Uh, tell you what they were. I just don't know. There's a lot of things in heaven that are not on earth, but there's a lot of things on earth that's in heaven because earth is God's taste. And that's true. Here's another question from a lady named Lona. Now, this is, this is really a question here. She says, I've been married twice and just lost my second husband suddenly to COVID. You said that we will be united in heaven with our families, but how will that work? My first husband was abusive, and I want to be with my second husband more than anything. Okay, Lona, here we go. You don't have to worry about any of that kind of stuff. You know, when you're in heaven, you're on such a higher level, bless God, you'll be reunited. And if your first husband made it to heaven, he won't be abusive there. You understand what I'm saying? There won't be any of this junk that you, know, that you remember that he may have done you while y'all were married here, whatever. See, so you don't have to worry about that. It's going to be the greatest eternity you've ever seen. And I'll tell you what, your second husband, I can tell you love him, and he went to heaven. It's sad to say by COVID, don't need to, but he's in a better place than we are. That's for sure. So I want to just tell you, you don't have to worry about those kind of things. And God will honor you and bless you. I, I want to take a moment to pray for people right now. If you want to know, I want you to listen to me. If you want to know for sure, for sure, you're going to heaven, all you need to do is pray this with me. That's a strong statement. It, yes, but that's how much I have faith in God that he hear you pray. Would you pray this, Lord Jesus? I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I receive you today. I believe with my heart. I confess with my mouth that you rose from the dead. I receive my salvation from you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Wasn't that simple? Why does the theological religious world makes that so complicated? When all it is is a prayer request of love. It's saying, God, would you accept me? And he already has. All you had to do was pray it. 
You see? And if you just prayed and invited Jesus into your heart today, would you let me know? I sure would like to know. I need another brother and sister in the Lord. I'd like to know you. I also have a free book called Understanding Salvation that I'd like to send to you. It's going to help you with your new life in Christ because this is not a religious life. This is a born-again life. Now, to get that book, go to jdm.org and click on Do You Know Jesus to get it. That's all you got to do. Pretty simple, and it's free, so you'll be blessed by it. Think about that. Now I got a new brother and a sister in the Lord. Hallelujah. My family is growing right now. Isn't that Jesus? Glory to God. Oh, wait till you get to heaven. Ooh, Lord, it's just such a blessing. I want you to stay right there. Kathy's coming with some wonderful, glorious moments that you send in, great testimonies that just blesses people, blesses the Lord, and blesses me. So, Kathy, take it away. Let's honor God with these wonderful, glorious moments. Watch this. Be blessed. Welcome to Glorious Moments. Jesse and I love to tell you about the wondrous works that God is doing through the many outreaches of this ministry. That's why we share testimonies on our broadcast, website, JDM app, and in our monthly ministry magazine. We know it glorifies God, and we pray that it will encourage you today. Psalms 26 verse 7 really is the desire of our heart. It declares that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. I want to raise my voice in thanksgiving. I want to tell you about the wonderful work that the Lord is doing in a precious family in Texas that's been deeply touched by our ministry. I thank you and Kathy for your teachings, your realness, your willingness to talk about some hard things, etc. I love how you are with people, seeing them as souls without judgment. I know how I know you've been through a lot of hell, standing up for God, doing what you do, being who you are, but I know it is appreciated that you have withstood it all when you could have walked away from it all. Thank you for staying and continuing to fulfill your destiny. I have a 10-year-old boy that I find listening to you on your app or on YouTube. It blesses my heart to hear him laughing while listening or to walk in to hear him telling his papa about your stories. I so love you from the heart. Remember, there are so many more people than you'll ever know on this side who have been deeply touched by you and Kathy. You know, Jesse and I thank God for using our ministry to, to touch this boy and his family for Jesus. And we're also so thankful to him for our wonderful partners that help us publish the gospel throughout the world. Through their generosity and faithfulness, we are reaching people and changing lives one soul at a time. God bless you today. You see, heaven is wonderful. And I said, what am I doing here? He said, you have an appointment. Heaven, Close Encounters of the God Kind. Order your copy today at JDM.org. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you ordered my book, Heaven, Close Encounters of the God Kind. It will bless you. This book has been blessing people around the world for many, many years. It's our number one bestseller. Man, I mean, I don't know how many, Jesus. Whoo, people love this thing. If you like a copy, just go to our website at jdm.org and you can get it there. Partners, thank you for helping me preach this gospel, reaching people, changing lives one soul at a time. Without you, I couldn't do that. I, I could not. Not only do I receive your financial blessing, but I receive your prayer and I receive your strength. I can't thank you enough for what you do for us. I've said it so many times, but I'm going to say it. I trust you, you trust me, and we both trust God. And here's the thing that's so amazing. Every dollar that you give, 100% of it goes into world evangelism. 
We've been totally debt-free since 1982. And that's just such a blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ. I said, you heard me right. And if I could be like that, so can you. Because God don't love me anymore and he loves you. So I ask you today, if you're not a partner, pray about becoming one. All we do is bring joy to people's lives. We get rid of depression and all kinds of bad stuff. And we let the joy of the Lord come into people's lives. It's so simple. It's good being a Christian. I enjoy being saved. And I want you to enjoy it as much as I enjoy it. So partners, send me to another place. Put me on another television station. Send me to another, I don't know, social media thing. Whatever it takes so we can touch this world for Jesus. Nothing too small and nothing too big. I wish it was all free. I really do. I say, but it's not. And that's okay. Because, you know, people have to make a living and I understand that. But I tell you one thing. You send me $100, I get 100 people saved. We've got a $20 million, uh, a $26 million project right now on the table. Waiting, just waiting. Man, we just run all the time. Nothing too small, nothing too small, nothing too big. I know those are big numbers, but you know what? There's over 7.7 billion people on this planet. So it takes a lot to get there. So would you please help us today if you can. Also for your November partnership, we're offering today's full message, my testimony of heaven. How do you get it? You go to jdm.org to get your copy. Just that simple. Thank you for joining me today on this week's broadcast. And be sure to tune in, excuse me, next week for my testimony of heaven, part four. Yeah. I mean, it took four weeks just to put this together. Until then, I'll be praying for you. You'll never be a day without prayer. Never, 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 never. I call the Lord his attention to you every day in my morning devotion. And I thank you for it. So partners, once again, thank you for being so kind and helping me all these years. We will continue to do the work of the Lord and bring joy and the love of the Lord to everyone we meet. Till next week, we love you. We'll see you soon. God bless you. Bye-bye. Are you ready to experience the Christmas story like never before? In his book, The Most Wonderful Time of the Year, Jesse Duplantis delivers an insightful, fresh look at the manger and beyond. You'll be inspired to have a higher life of faith as he explores the mysterious ways God moves. Get ready to elevate your character with the characters of Christmas. The most wonderful time of the year. Uncommon lessons from the Christmas story. Order your copy at JDM.org today. Be filled with the presence of God as you watch Jesse and Kathy's anointed messages of faith. Receive free instant access to these powerful teachings today by downloading the JDM app. You will be able to stream hundreds of sermons on your smart TV, your web browser, and any mobile device. You will also have access to our weekly TV show and much more. Download the JDM app today. Available on Google Play, the Apple Store, Roku TV, and more. Did you know that doubt is a habit? Yes, it is. You aren't born a doubter. You learn to doubt over time. In my book, I Never Learned to Doubt, you will learn something. And what is that? To go back in time and regain what was lost so that you can enjoy more peace, more joy, more favor, and more blessing. The wonder of faith is a pure thing. It's a childlike thing. And faith is the only thing that God responds to. When you never learn to doubt, life is so much better. I Never Learned to Doubt. It's my new book. Get it today. So as I was walking, I came out of my house, Jesus came up on the street. Whew, I hit my knees, you know. And he just laughed, he was laughing. He tapped me on the show, stand up, Jesse. 
tell my people I'm coming. He got stern with me then. I said, Lord, they know you're coming. And he raised his voice a little bit. He said, no, they don't. You go tell them 